Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and even bigger stakes. This is beef country, Texas. Home to the Alamo, the Cowboys, and the largest military installation known to man. So big, it has a big name. Fort Hood, the great place. It's got a Texas-sized podcast as well. And this is it, right here. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. This is actually a special edition, well, kind of, sort of, I guess. Uh, I'm Dave Larson of Hood Public Affairs Office, joined by my cast, colleagues, cohorts, <laughs> co-hosts. Partners in crime. Say hi, yeah. guys. Sergeant First Class Kelvin Ringo, 13th Expeditionary Sustainment Command. Hello, Kelvin. Hi. Specialist Brianna Dew, 1st Cavalry Division Band. How's Hello, Brianna. Hello. Sergeant Melissa Lassard, 504th Expeditionary Military Intelligence Brigade. Hello. Wow. There you have it. So it's been kind of a very somber week. I mean, it started off. Uh, this is the week. This show drops April 22nd, one year to the date of the death of Specialist Vanessa Guillen. And on Monday, April 19th, um, day before we're taping this, but uh, Fort Hood leadership and the Guillen family dedicated the gate off of Rancier Avenue leading onto the post and directly to the 3rd Cavalry Regiment where Vanessa used to work and named it, renamed it in her honor. Prior to that, it didn't have a name. It was Gate 2 Alpha. <laughs> right? there, there are only a couple of gates on Fort Hood. You have Bernie Beck Gate. Mm-hmm. As you come in, he was a good neighbor, right? You have the Frank Mayborn Gate, which is actually adjacent now to the Guillen Gate. Mm. And if you're not aware who Frank Mayborn was, he was a media mogul. He actually was the guy that started the Fort Hood Sentinel <laughs> and was instrumental in bringing Fort Hood here in the 40s, right? And then once Fort Hood was here as Camp Hood, he enlisted and was a ma- was a public affairs officer. He was a major in the U.S. Army during World War II. Wow. So there you go. Longtime newsman, blah, blah, blah. But that's Frank Mayborn. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are going to take you to the ceremony, let you hear what's going on. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts uh, after we, we hear from... Uh, Fort Hood senior leaders, and we're going to hear from the family as well, but I think it's worth talking about, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's do the ceremony, uh, take you there, and we're going to do that right after this. What does resiliency mean to you? For the folks at Fort Hood Resiliency Campus, resiliency is helping folks help themselves. The campus offers a wide range of programs, 
each aimed at assisting Fort Hood units and individuals in need of morale and team building opportunities. Through programs like the Applied Fitness Center, Military Life Counselors, the Army Wellness Center, Nutrition Clinic, and the Warrior Quest Adventure Program, the Resiliency Campus Headquarters is located on the fifth floor of the Shoemaker Center on Darnall Loop. To find out more about what the Fort Hood Resiliency Campus can offer you, look them up on Facebook or give them a call at It was a cloudy day. Music's playing 65, 70 degrees out. When the Guillen family drove up in a white van, accompanied by members of the uh, unit that Vanessa served in. Mm. Melissa, you were there, you were there to take photographs. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what was going on in your head and your heart as you, uh, saw the ceremony saw the family arrive and the ceremony start to unfold um i was very sad for them yeah um but also very appreciative of the steps that fort hood take, took mm-hmm. to uh honor her family and the steps that they have taken in other aspects so i thought about them and vanessa and Everything that has happened within the past year. And all of the other women and men who have come out to support her. Mm -hmm. It was a small ceremony. Very few people invited, uh, although it was on Facebook Live and and all that. But there was really only one speaker, and that was the Three Corn Fort Hood Commanding General, Lieutenant General Pat White. And here's what he had to say. To the family. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Um, special thanks for the Guillen family for making the trip here for this. I think this is uh, this is going to be hard. I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, I think we also have this on FaceTime, so Miss Gloria can see what's going on here. At least we'll get it back to her. So today uh, we're going to honor and we're going to celebrate uh, Specialist Vanessa Guillen and the tremendous influence that her life had and continues to have and to inspire and implementing actions to improve trust, discipline, and teamwork across our team here at Fort Hood and throughout our Army. This gate, as many of you know already, uh, leads directly to the 3rd Cavalry Regiment area where Vanessa was assigned and where she lived day to day and where she served her country honorably. I want current and future soldiers to understand the impact of what we're doing here today. So in coordination with the family who agreed to allow us to do this, we're going to dedicate a gate that has her name on it, has her picture. And you can come learn just a little bit about Vanessa. But mostly it's so in two, three, four years, we haven't forgotten uh, what this is all about, what this moment is about in our history. So again, thanks to the Guillen family for being here. It wouldn't be a moment in history without you. 
the permanent gate makes it clear, right? As I just said, we're not going to forget Vanessa. Every day this gate opens up for everybody coming in for PT, and at night everybody piles out going back to wherever they live. Her legacy is going to live on through this monument here that you'll help us unveil. This memorial and through our People First initiatives that you are more than familiar with, uh, we're going to ensure our soldiers and our families and our Department of the Army civilians are always at the center of what we do, but mostly that we remember. And so thank you for joining us here this afternoon. God bless you and your families, Phantom Lethal. And at this time, if I could ask the Guillen family, please join me, Command Sergeant Major Burgoyne, and the 3rd CR team at the front. We'd like to allow you to unveil this. Specialist Vanessa Guillen was born September 30, 1999, in Houston, Texas. In June 2018, she enlisted in the Army as a 91 Foxtrot small arms and artillery repairer. Upon completion of basic combat training at Fort Jackson, South Carolina, and advanced individual training at Fort Lee, Virginia, Specialist Guillen was assigned to 3rd Cavalry Regiment, the Brave Rifles, at Fort Hood, Texas. A proud Texan, Specialist Vanessa Guillen volunteered to serve in the United States Army and set an example for her community. She was known for her discipline, physical fitness, technical expertise, and professionalism. Her tragic loss on April 22, 2020, became a seminal event for the United States Army, resulting in significant institutional change. The Specialist Vanessa Guillen Gate leads directly to the 3rd Cavalry Regiment area where Vanessa lived and worked. The gate is accessed by thousands of soldiers, civilians, and families each day. It stands as a constant reminder that America's sons and daughters deserve our best leadership. You know, uh, being at an event like this, you know, I've been in a while, uh, seeing ceremonies, uh, more of the dedication. Uh, it's always a, a good day, no matter what the circumstance is, that sure. you have leaders out there, you know, just kind of looking after, you know, the memory of mm -hmm. the soldier, you know, looking out for the family. Uh, you know, we had three core leadership out here, mm -hmm. three CR leadership. You know, they unveiled, you know, you had two different sections, uh, the gate area with the Vanessa Guillen gate sign, mm -hmm. and then the other one just kind of, you know, telling you who she was as a, a soldier, mm -hmm. which is another part of the gate. Uh, and although there really weren't, too many people there. Mm -hmm. We did have the opportunity. Her her color guard was there from 3CR. So we spoke to Sergeant First Class Jeremiah Edwards. And much like a, 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 a true leader, a, a senior non-commissioned officer, he shared his thoughts with us about what this moment meant for, for him and his, his, his unit. I think it's an honor for them to remember her in this way. Let her, and then with all the changes that are being brought about, just let her, family know that it was not in vain that the service member gave her life, that there are changes being made and she will not be forgotten. And on the junior enlisted side, we got to hear from a, a senior non-commissioned officer, but also with the color guard was Specialist Oscar De Leon, and he shared his thoughts on, on what it meant for him as well, especially as a, a junior soldier. Everything that's happened to lead up to the situation has been horrible, but with the whole Army and what we are doing for her, I feel like it's a great thing. And, um, you know, hopefully there's more stuff because I feel like the gate is good enough, but I feel there should be a little bit more than just the gate. 
and that's my opinion. So after the unveiling, the family was there and they, they, they stayed for a good 10 minutes um, by themselves. Uh, but waiting at the newly unveiled Vanessa Guillen Gate was quite a few media members. And uh, there was a discussion with the media. They, the family held a press conference. And we're going to hear from Vanessa's sisters, Myra Guillen and her younger sister, Lupe. Hi, everyone. Thank you for coming today. Um, as hard as it is for us to be standing here, um, you know, we make an effort to to come and honor our sister. And um, as you can see, um, only half of the family is here due to personal um, personal reasons. Um, you know, th this is an honor for Vanessa. Um, it only goes to show that this is a step in the right direction. Um, you know, a lot of people have uh, the pros and cons of all this, that how is it possible that they're doing this in the place where she was murdered? But for me, I try to see things in a positive way. Um, this gate will only remember all those soldiers that go in um, day and night that what happened shouldn't happen ever again. We shouldn't find ourselves, um, you know, fighting for, unfortunately, my sister's not here anymore. Um, but we have to put up this fight now, and it's up to us to make the change. Otherwise, no one will make it. And I want to thank everyone for being here today and for all the support that you guys keep giving us. That That's what keeps us going. Thank you. Good afternoon. My name is Lupe Guillen. I'm Vanessa's youngest sister. And to start off with, I want to thank people who made this happen. I want to thank Mr. Richardson and Mr. White for being here in support of my family. I thank my my family for being here with us and our attorney. My mother couldn't be here today due to her anniversary coming soon this Thursday. And I, can, I can't even imagine what she's feeling at this moment, but I could say both of us just being here, standing here today, brings out a lot of memories. Today is Monday, April 19. And I just want to bring this back because it's important. Because we must reflect what my family has been through. Today, one year ago, was the last time my family and myself saw her alive. So it means a lot that they did this memorial today to remember her and not only to remember her as someone that was murdered but someone who was a daughter a sister a friend that's why this is important the family is hoping that they can um, make more change i guess by creating uh legislation to uh, help victims of sexual assault, sexual harassment. Briano, it's been almost a year, mm -hmm. and I remember last year when we were talking about this on the podcast, it was a difficult time for you too, and, and you the, you really identified with the hashtag I am Vanessa Guillen, and, and, and it, it really hit your heart. It so did. Tell me about that. Well... You know, I, I felt like I was her. You know, I, I mentioned before um, 
when I was when I was younger, I experienced a sexual assault yeah. uh, when I was stationed in Korea, right. and I was in my my young twenties, right. and it was very traumatic. You know, it was probably one of the worst worst moments of my life, right? Um, and I had never been able to talk about it. Um, I actually once. All of her, once the, she went missing and, and it came right. out what happened. Sure. Um, I had just recently remembered some of my repressed memories. Right. And I really wanted to be a part of the movement. Yeah. I was seeing online, everyone was posting the hashtag and their stories. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I would be able to do that publicly. Right. And I honestly didn't feel like I had the strength myself, but I felt like I had to do it for her. Right. Um, because, sorry. You talked about it last year and yeah. it's still hard today. I know. It will always be hard. It's always hard. But I felt like she never got to tell her story. Right. right. So I felt like I needed to... Sorry. No, you're you're okay. Thank so, you for sharing. Yeah. Um, so she really gave me a lot of strength. Her her story, you know, and I think it's important because her death was such a large movement, not just in the army, right. but in all the military services. I, I got to see so many other women and men, because women aren't the only ones that have this issue, right. but people that have also dealt with the SHARP program and, and things like that. And it really helped me feel um, not so alone. Right. You know, I really, it really changed my life, honestly. Um, and I've been able to make really good strides in therapy and things like that. I feel like because of her. And I, I really do identify with her, obviously. Um, and I think the gay is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was going to go, but I have such a hard time still. I still um, am working through my triggers and things oh, like yeah. that. So, But I, I think it's so important because you just can't forget. You know, right. it, what happened, it should, it should not be forgotten. It should not be, um, yeah, it just, it has to be said, you I've, know, I've heard some call it a symbol, right? Yeah. It's a symbol. It's a movement. It's really powerful. I feel like before not many people were aware of the experience of what, junior enlisted female soldiers go through and, and male soldiers. Right. Um, and I think now people have a better understanding. People are aware that this is a real issue and there needs to be change and there has to be change because, you know, the, all of these victims, you know, I, I call it like the, it's like a silent scream. Right. And now, now I feel like it's less silent. I feel like there's a voice to it. And it gives me a lot of hope. 
It does. And a, and a lot of the changes that Fort Hood has made, I'm I'm very I'm very grateful and happy with it. And I it needs to keep going and I think it will. So I I think there's good from this. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> You're welcome. And there is hope. Yeah. Right? Yes. And we will be back with final thoughts after this. Flash floods in central Texas happen within only a few hours of rain. Every year, more than 80% of flood fatalities involve vehicles, and about 10 people drown in their vehicles each year in Texas. Vehicles of every size can lose control, float, and roll over in flood conditions. Is taking the risk worth it? Is it worth the risk of leaving loved ones behind? Overconfidence kills. Don't drive through flood water. It's not worth it. Brianna, I want to say thank you again for uh, sharing with us. That I mean, that takes courage. Thank you. And I'm really, I know all, speaking for all of us, I guess, no one should have to. Yes, and, thank you. Uh, it's good that you're on the other side of things. I'm still working through stuff. I know. I'm still working through it. And it's a process. We got you back, sister. Thank you. Right. But shifting gears, and we have to. Uh, mm-hmm. This is final thoughts, and you guys at the First Cavalry Division Band, yes, actually are going to be performing again. Yes, we got some stuff cooking. Okay, so <laughs> tell us all about it. So, the First Cavalry Division Band, we're going to be playing for Armed Forces Day, and it's going to be an outside concert. So you don't, you can worry a little bit less about COVID. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it will be a live music performance at the Table Rock Amphitheater in Salado, Texas. Cool. On May 15th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 15th at 7 p.m. Yes. Now, I heard a rumor, maybe you know about this or not, but you guys are actually going to have some high school musicians join with you? Yes, they're going to play with us, and wow. we're going to have some very special guests. We're, we're going to be having two guest conductors and we're we're going to be premiering one of their pieces so it'll be the first people to hear it oh so original music too mm-hmm. wow. original music and original score yes score <laughs> <laughs> yes please join the first team may 15th 7 p.m table rock amphitheater in salado texas yep i'll be there and it's free right it's totally free. open to the public let's mm-hmm. not forget that Yes. Are you guys into uh, big band music, Kelvin? I like all music, Dave. Yeah. I'm not picky. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not John Philip Sousa, I get kind of bored with the marching stuff. But, yeah. You know, when you guys play a wide variety, it is, you're fun to listen to. Yes, it's very different. It's not going to be like your military ceremony music. I mean, we d- we have to play. Oh, yeah. The, you got to play ceremonial we, stuff. We have to. Well, not the You got to play Gary Owen. Oh, You're I don't the think Cav. We're playing that. We were doing the Armed Forces song. Well, yeah, you got to play so. all of the Army song, Navy, Air Force. Marine. Yes, yes. Does Coast the Stars Guard and have, Stripes? Does Coast Guard have a yeah. song? Mm-hmm. We play them. Too. You play them too. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've heard that one. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you I how mean, it goes. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Coast Guard. You know, yeah, yeah, do they really yeah. count? Mm. 
So something to look forward to in the middle of May, right here in the middle of Central Texas. Yes. That's very cool. You got anything cool coming up there at 13th ESC? Mr. Uh, Ringgold, well, Sergeant First Class, one each. Well, we did start our, our green company. It's our, our new People's First concept. You know, we have a couple hmm. going on. A what cup? Did you say cup? No. What, what did I you say? You Are cup. you thirsty? No, no, no. no. no I thought you, you said cup. I, I did. I thought I, heard I, I heard said cup. cup. Yeah. I Maybe heard I'm cup. thirsty. The what? People First Initiative? Yeah, but no, before that. You're starting up. Uh... Oh, we have a couple. Oh, oh a couple. couple. Yeah, a couple I heard first. cup. I heard cup. I was just so confused. Yeah. Okay. But well, we have a couple. Okay. But this one is, is the green company. So when the soldiers get here, we kind of took the best NCOs around 13 ESC, around the units. Okay. We put them into this company so that when so- soldiers first get here, you know, they they kind of know what they're getting into. You, you know, you learn more about Fort Hood, learn about the unit. You're kind of indoctrinated learning what right is and not what it looks like. So it's reception after reception, right? Uh, well, I mean, everybody goes through the reception yes, <laughs> detachment, but, right? But we all know. You guys are going to like. But we all know. Reception is, just, reception is just, hey, get them in, get to the unit, boom. Yeah. But what we're doing is we're ensuring that they know the values not only the unit, but the army just kind of putting that stamp on it so that when you go to the unit, there's no mistake. You know what right is. You're molding and, and shaping. That's right. And it gives our best NCOs the opportunity to kind of start shaping them now because, you know, we're still getting a lot of those AIT oh, yeah. you know, first-term soldiers. And basic is a far cry from, you know, when you get to your first unit. So it's oh, good absolutely. to kind of set them on the right path before they, they get started. Yeah, wow. I see that. Melissa, you've been very quiet today. Yes. Anything new? No, we just got done with Warfighter. I know. You're still on Warfighter Hangover? Yes, I am. It takes a while to recover. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah From ten days, like that. You know. Ugh. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah, we had the UK come to our unit and visit the drones. The oh, very cool. Drones. Very cool. Um, and we learned about their structure, and they learned about our structure, and it was very interesting to see them compare notes. Nice. So, nice. Um, yes, I still have warfighter hangover. <laughs> Did I'm y'all still exchange? processing photos? You didn't, you didn't pick up a Brit accent, though, no. working with the Brits, so no. I guess I guess you're okay. You survived. Did y'all exchange anything at the end? Oh, yeah, so we uh, were in constant communication because we had to get our photos approved. Oh, um, and our okay. videos approved, so like I had a couple of them. I had their phone numbers and stuff, and we were able to. Oh, oh I meant like, did y'all exchange <laughs> any items? Like, whenever? Oh, no, <laughs> wait, what? Oh, we were exchanging so freaking photos. You I'm silly confused, Goober. Well, so when I when I work with other military, I know what you mean. Like we, I now know we what normally you mean. patches, whatever patches, yes, coins. So, so. My brigade commander gave uh, the first ISR brigade, which is Intelligence, Surveillance, and Reconnaissance Brigade. Um, they both gave each other memorabilia. And then the three Corps okay. G2 gave the UK memorabilia a little token. It was a Texas wood. Uh, oh, nice. Thing. Yes. And then um, 
I wasn't lucky enough to actually get a coin. Oh, so bad. Um, but I got, uh, you know, the stickers that they were giving out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, better than my stickers? Just yeah. a quick question. Yeah. I no, because about stickers your are stickers are super awesome, and it made me super happy today. Because <laughs> they say you're awesome. Yes. yes. I need a good With laugh. His, like, I that, need to have really a good laugh. I got to know, is that really your finger on the sticker? Did you make those yourself? Oh, yes, yes. I designed is them, that but I your did not finger? print them. Pointing. No. Oh, man. That would have been cool. Somebody That'd told me I should have cool. used my face instead of the little emoji smirk. But, yes, uh, <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Next time. Yeah. Yes. I am a fan of your gifts. So you guys are all awesome. Kelvin said so. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Melissa now, but yep. <laughs> all right. here we are. Melissa, you're going to take us okay, out. Nobody knows. I think I th- n- next week won't be will not be so somber. We're going to talk about Project Hero, maybe some uh, strong people stuff. Ooh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Swolters? Strong leaders? What? No. Strong leaders? Soldiers? Strong. Oh, physically strong. Stuff. All right. I'm strong. Something to think about. Something to look forward to. Melissa. Have a wicked good week and we shall talk to you guys next week. On Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. See ya. Driving down the road.